This episode of the Revival on the Air Today podcast features Dan from our North London Fellowship in the UK. Dan shares his story that no parent wants to hear. When him and his wife's son was born and was only a week old, he suffered a stroke. A pretty traumatic experience for any new parent. Dan tells of his story through that journey, about how he made it through and how him and his wife received miraculous news about how their son Noah was healed. It's a really fantastic story. It goes a little bit longer than normal because Dan also shares other amazing miracles that brought him on his journey to come to know God. It's a pretty amazing story. So make sure you listen to the end. If you can't do it all in one go, then hit pause halfway through and come back and listen to it later because it is a story well worth listening to. Enjoy. Dan. Ben. How you going? Not too bad, thank you. Welcome. Thank you very much. Welcome to Australia. Oh, it's beautiful. This is not your first time in Australia, though, is it? Fourth time in Australia. Yeah. So just let the listeners know you're from the UK. Yep. Whereabouts particularly? Uh, North London. Yep. Uh, North London Fellowship. We're at our Karakalinga Christmas camp, and there's a bit of an influx of overseas visitors. Yeah, we've so. had a mini overtake. <laughs> if it was in the UK, it would have been a massive overtaking. But so I'm doing a bit of a cramming session, really, in trying to get as many uh, people from overseas uh, interviewed as possible, and there's some fantastic testimonies. So you've got a great one, which uh, I've heard a little bit about already, and we'll get into that in a sec. What I'm interested in starting with is, tell us about your journey with God. Where did it start? Um, well, it kind of actually started here. Oh, okay. Um, so my great uncle is Sid um, Gunter I know, Sid. Uh, from Woodcroft. He's a and legend. Yeah, he is very he's much so. Legend. And so he's my great uncle. Uh, they came to the Lord here. Uh, they then um, came all the way back over to the UK to talk to my grandparents. Um, so how long ago was this? Oh, it would have been... 35, 36 years okay. ago, I think it was. Yep. And they at first they didn't listen, so they ended up remortgaging their house to come all the way back over to the UK again and try with them. And so then my uh, my nan, my granddad and my great aunt, they all received the Holy Spirit and they were all baptised. Uh, and at the time there wasn't a fellowship in the UK, yep. so they kind of left on their own. And then eventually Pastor Chris and a few of the others all came over yep. um, to the UK, helped set up the fellowship, and they're all pretty much staying with my grandparents wow. in their house and my great aunts, all the families, about three or four families I think there were, yeah, right. uh, all spread between uh, the two houses yep. while they started up, yep. uh, which was really good. And I'm like, I wish I would have been a part of it then. <laughs> it would have been amazing, but I, I wasn't born then. Um, but yeah, so, then, um, so that all happened. My mum and my dad, and uh, who now is Pastor Martin as well, and, uh, Auntie, uh, and Lisa, they're um, my uncle and aunt in North London. And um, between my parents and my uncle and aunt, they all decided that they would uh, make a pact that they wouldn't join this fellowship, uh, <laughs> that they would all be very nice. Stay They'd away be, from those churchy yeah, people. They would be very kind. They would just be hospitable and they would just smile and kind of get on with it, but they wouldn't get involved. Uh, <laughs> and then my cousin, Russell, um, who has a wonderful healing testimonies. It's Russell. Um, yeah, Russell okay. Paul Hill, yeah. yeah. So he was, at that time, he was healed of a food allergy. Yeah. And so my mum saw this and um, my aunt had come along whilst uh, my mum was giving birth to me and my brother and so she was the first one to kind of break the pack uh, and she uh, my mum my mom went round there and my aunt had a bible under her arm as she's walking in and my mum likes what's going on what's you, going on you've broken the pack you, you've, you've changed <laughs> uh, and so then yeah my cousin uh, he was healed of a food allergy yeah. um, and so that was quite big and my mum yeah. was like well I can't really deny this mm. and so my mum then came along uh, my dad came along he fell away afterwards um, 
but yeah, my mum came along, and then he, my cousin Russell was healed of autism as well. Um, and so all of this testimony. stuff, that's, oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. And like yeah. he's 33, married, yeah. and yeah. Um, he said he wouldn't go to a normal school. He went to a normal school. He's yeah. got a good job, and like he's married, and yeah. you know, you just think he's oversight as well. It's yeah. just uh, what a wonderful testimony. And yeah, I don't know for myself personally, mm. um, you're constantly just reminded of what God can do. Yeah. Uh, and I've lived my whole life, and um, yeah, just every time I get to the meeting, I'd see Russ. I'd be like, just God is good. And, yeah. Uh, and even within my family, like my granddad had two heart attacks, my uncle had a heart attack and Russell had autism. Uh, and so what our lives would have been if the Lord hadn't have, have helped uh, through those situations. It's completely Especially, different, wouldn't it? Yeah, Just, like my uncle, wow. Pastor Martin, he, he had a heart attack, which they called the widow maker because no one survives it and praise the lord um yeah he survived it and actually my aunt was kind of like we'll just go to bed it's all right well don't worry about the pain like, it'll be okay we'll sleep it off um and yeah the lord just had his hand upon there and so mm. i know for myself um i've been so lucky to have been brought up in the fellowship mm. um to know that god is there and god does miracles and um and especially when i see it every every week and yeah. i just you can't deny it yeah um, and so for myself, I um, yeah, was brought up in the fellowship. My parents, they separated. And uh, for quite a while, um, I would say I worshipped my dad. Um, I was really close to my dad. And I've mm. got a twin brother. And my, da- my brother was always really close to my mum. Mm. And so my mum was still fellowship and my dad had left the fellowship. And so for quite a while, I just wanted to be with my dad. I'd only really come along to meetings um, because my nan basically said, the only thing she'd ever say to us is don't leave the church. Yep. Uh, and so you know, out of fear, really, for quite a while, I just came along to the meetings and I just want to go off with my dad. And so you didn't have a real vision? No, about... I had no vision. Yeah. And um, and my brother, who has fallen away since as well, he had the vision of us two and uh, pretty much everyone in like the UK would have been like, if there was one of you that would have fallen away, we'd have thought it was you yeah. <laughs> to me. And yeah. it was, I, I'm totally honest, I, I would have. I nearly did. Mm. Um, and so for years, because um, like I received the Holy Spirit when I was eight, yeah, um, and it was out of jealousy um, that I started seeking. My younger cousin is a year younger than me. He received first, and so me and my twin brother, we we're like, well, that's unfair. We should have got it a year before him uh, as children. And um, so yeah, just generally, um, there must have been a point where you recognised that well, the Holy Spirit was important for your own personal yeah, salvation. Yeah, like for, for myself, yeah. I was because um, like we'd started praying and, and weren't getting anywhere because we'd just praying because of jealousy. For the wrong reasons, And that's right? it, completely wrong yeah. reasons. And so um, the pastors kind of said to us, well, why do you want to receive? Mm. And we're like... Because Matt got it, <laughs> and that, then he's like, "Well, that's not really I'm sure." I read any scriptures that yeah, say, you know, it's not not the really way to go. So they said, "Look, you've got to really look at why you want this," yeah. and they're so like, "If you look for it the right mm. way, God will give it to you. Mm. If you if you know what you want and why you want mm. it." Um, and so, um, yeah, I was eight, and I've got quite a vivid imagination. I had it even probably more so then, but I still got quite a vivid imagination yeah. now. Um, and I just got really stuck on uh, the devil and um the fear of the devil and mm. like the horns as a child like reading stories and stuff like that i just got really scared uh, and i knew uh, and i was shown in the bible that you know i could get to heaven mm. and i knew the devil was in hell <laughs> and that was his place and and if i if i if i received the holy spirit and i was one of god's children i'm on my way to heaven mm. um, and literally overnight my kind of my attitude changed and i said i want this because i want to get to heaven mm. and i don't want the fire and brimstone yeah. and i don't want that life yeah. um and so i was praying i remember it now i was praying with my brother uh, and my nan at their house um 
went upstairs to her bedroom and we were praying there with my nan uh, and I spoke out in tongues wow. um, and I was eight years old and, and my brother literally and my twin brother who's actually older than me and because we were both jealous by, as by well, how much? Uh, 12 minutes <laughs> and literally a few minutes after I started speaking in tongues yeah. my brother started speaking yeah. in tongues and I remember that as well we both knew then that we received the Holy Spirit wow. and um, and so that, this was just before we entered Easter camp um, the pastors confirmed that we had received the Holy Spirit and then we were baptised the week mm. after that uh, and so eight years old um you're very well sheltered especially in the fellowship and so i never really uh prayed um i was just a, a child and i knew that if i did hurt myself i knew that my mum and everyone else would pray for me as well and so i really neglected the holy spirit yeah. um and i would say for the majority of my childhood i really did neglect it and mm. um then my parents they separated when i was 15 uh, and I'd gone from literally this like worshiping my dad, then my dad leaving my mum mm. and moving in with someone else, and my life just changed. Wow! Um, and that must so, have been a massive shock. Oh, it was. Too. It was completely. Yeah. And um, even though like, my dad wasn't in fellowship, and um, yeah. um, you just you have this, my mum, my dad, and my brother, our little family, mm. and it literally just came crumbling down. Um, and I probably took it harder because I was really close to my dad. Yeah. Uh, and I remember I said to my mum, I want to leave. I want to go live with my dad, uh, which really hurt my mum as well. Course, which I was yeah. really sad about, like, yeah. looking back. But at the time, God's got everything under control yeah. and God's plan is right. Um, and so I remember at the time saying that to my mum. My mum went, well, look, you're too young. You're staying here. Um, and so I kind of did and I stayed with mum. Uh, but even then, I just, like, the John 14, I, I had this comfort um, and one of my friends at school, his parents had split up pretty much like about two or three weeks after my parents. Uh, and I remember he was just devastated. He was just devastated. He cried a bit. And I never cried at school. Uh, I cried sometimes. I was, a bit, I was, I was, I was upset. Um, but I just had a peace and I knew that... So what was the peace? The peace that it was going to be okay, okay or that yeah. you were going to get through it? Or? It was going to be okay. Yeah. And I knew that... Um, I knew that things would change, mm. uh, but I just knew that it was going to be okay. And even then, I just saw the fellowship just really take my mum under the wing. Yeah, and right. um, and that just everyone, little bits of like inviting us out, taking me and my brother out. And um, we even came over here um, shortly after my parents split up and um, went to a teens camp. And So how old were you then? About 15, 15. Yeah. yeah, 15, 16, uh, would have been around then. Um, and uh yeah 15 i think it was and uh, we came to this teens camp and like in the uk we don't have particularly many young people and so i've gone from probably about five or six of us young people to kind of camp where there's a hundred odd and you're just like wow there's more of us <laughs> <laughs> you're in this little sheltered world and you just think that that you're one of only a few people yeah. and it came over to this camp and i thought wow there's other people there are other young people as well that do what I do. They go to church like me. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same church. And uh, it was just really nice. And then, like, uh, the fellowship was just really good. And I could see, I could understand more. I could kind of appreciate more mm. what we had. And, and I'd, I'd pray. Um, and, and it was just, it, it just flipped my, like, kind of attitude towards praying. Um, I wanted to pray. And I knew if I did pray that God would be there and God would comfort me. Um, and so all of this was kind of going through my mind. And yeah, 15, we were studying at school. We had exams and um, it was quite a difficult time, uh, kind of world being flipped upside down. But I knew something would be constant. I knew God would always be there. And if my dad wasn't there, my spiritual father would be there. Um, wow. And so, yeah, just in a real short period of time, um, everything was kind of fitting together. 
uh, and I was actually understanding more and I had more desire to, to start coming to things um, and so yeah that kind of up to yeah 16 17 and um, the Lord blessed me with a job I left school um, I start, I went to college and because my mum wanted me to study she wanted me to go to university um, and my dad wanted me to, to do an apprenticeship um, because my dad liked cars and I liked cars and um, so there was a bit of a compromise with my mum and my dad at that time, point um, that I'd go to college for a year just to study mechanics and um, and then see how it went from there if I didn't enjoy it um, I'd go to do my A-levels again uh, and if I stayed on that's where I'd go uh, and so I really put it to the Lord uh, and then the Lord just really blessed it I had this good year and I had a year of basically everyone going you two good to do this uh you actually have qualifications you have you've passed your exams whereas all the other guys are just dropouts from from school uh but i got blessed with this brilliant apprenticeship with jaguar um and i got a job that was two minute walk from my house um and literally god just just blessed my path and Mm. um it was difficult at that time and like my brother fell away um a little bit whilst doing my apprenticeship and uh and we were really close as well um and so um yeah things kind of just started to push me into to making my decisions and me becoming a bit of an adult i'd say a bit of an adult i was 17 18 and stuff like that and you, you have to start thinking about things more you're just not relying on your parents i was like yeah. i had to pay bills i yeah. had i was earning money and um yeah then you you have to especially with your spiritual life you have to, you have to, to make, make your decision. own stand yeah and you have to make your own stand yeah. and you're like can't just come here because my parents come here mm. and because only my mum was coming mm. and then it was just me and my mum and um yeah just started to kind of um yeah really grow up a bit yeah um i've had like bad times um i've had times where um i have yeah got into the world i've done things and um experienced different things and you know, not done not done so well and um i remember at one point um i was actually put out of fellowship for a little bit yeah um and i remember like because i i didn't get into drinking or anything like that mm. um i, I like i'm even i don't drink tea or coffee and mm. I, I never liked the taste of alcohol mm. and so um i yeah just and i so i go out with my friends we'd go to nightclubs and stuff like that and i'd just be the driver and i remember whilst i was out of fellowship and it was a turning point i'm like well you know, I'm out of fellowship. Do I just carry on, go off into the world, or do I come back to the fellowship? Do I make a conscious decision to want to repent, to to change, and then to come back? Um, and I remember being at this nightclub, and I've never felt so alone in my life. And I was with all of my worldly <laughs> friends. Um, and it was like probably about ten, twelve of us yeah. guys I worked with, and. Um, their friends and stuff like that and it was in the world it would be a good night yeah and i literally i'd never felt so alone in my life and i literally sat in this nightclub just sitting there going what am i doing the spirit was just inside just going just, you're just not in the right place just like all on water this yeah. is it and wow. um and literally from then i just said no i've got to do this so i went mm. back i got home and so I, it was quite late and like i was i was just driving so i drove dropped all that i literally i was a taxi that's all i was i dropped <laughs> everyone home and i got home at some ridiculous hour and i just sat there and i thought do you know i've got to just i've got to sort this out and so i just um my uncle had given me um some some talks so i just listened, listened to a couple of talks and i'm just like dan you just need to you need to get your act together uh and so yeah then kind of came back into fellowship and kind of got my head down and just just carried on and still had some bad times and i had one point where i think growing up in the fellowship you just sometimes get a little bit i don't know i thought you know have i just done this because i've been brought up this way um is uh, is this the right church for me 
Um, and at that point, my brother was at university um, and there were some friends he had that went to this church in London. Uh, and so I thought I'd, I'd go to this church, this other like kind of Pentecostal church, and I'd just see. Uh, and oh my word, if there was a church that I could have gone to that would have made me so sure that this church does things right for me, that was the church. I got there and decently, decently in an order was not a part of their uh, belief. <laughs> it was just the wildest, craziest experience I think I've ever been to in my really? life. And they met at the pub before they went there. They went to bar after church. And I'm just like, do you guys not get... Do not read the scriptures. You, this is it. Do you not read? And there was the arms round everywhere, people just shouting out in tongues. And it was just basically a free-for-all. Wow. Uh, and I literally sat there going, oh my word, I know... That yeah. what I am doing is right, yeah. uh, and for me, the decency and order thing is such a big part. Yeah. And I like things, and I like the structure that we have in meetings. And um, that's what the scriptures call, us, call us to run a meeting that way. And and I literally, I sat there going, I just, I'm so glad I've seen this. Mm. I'm so glad that I could really establish in myself and what I wanted to be a part of. Um, and I knew then that it was right. And so, yeah, for that point, yeah, it. Um, everything, every step that took, and I'm very much I learn from my mistakes. Uh, probably not the best way. Um, but at least you learn, right? Yeah, Blue people don't yeah. learn from their mistakes. And, and my mum always said, "Look, she said I'm not going to tell you what you should do. I'll guide you, and I'll say, look, this is what I think you should do.' But she said I'm never going to force you. Mm. And so I'm very much like, beautiful. I'll just go out and do it. And yeah, yeah it's never normally it never works. works. It's always <laughs> bad. Um, but I have learned from it all. Um, and like my wife, Lauren, she's not like that. She's just like, if someone says it to me, I'll just not do it. And so we just, we had completely different life, lives before we got married. And it works quite well. And she totally is that, like, well, someone says it's bad, I'll never do it. And I'm like, I need to know it's bad. Oh, yes, it is bad. That's not good. Um, which has not been so good for me growing up. But I've managed to, and I'd say, and there was a lot of time I was literally just hanging on to my salvation by my fingertips. And God is so good. God is... Um, just so loving and I'm just so glad he's my father. He'll make a way for us despite our stupidity, yeah. won't he? And this mm. is it and I'm so thankful mm. um, and it takes you to, to get older to realise it, mm. unfortunately, for me. Um, and yeah, I'm just so thankful. So thankful. That's good. Him. Yeah. And so that's pretty much... That's uh, your journey. My journey, wow. yeah. Uh, then, yeah, got my act together and was doing quite well. I got married in the fellowship. Yep. Um, to Lauren um, and she's so good um, and it's just nice that you've got like I'd say my best friend mm. um, and that when I'm not doing well she can give me a kick and when she's not doing well I can give her a kick yeah you lift um, each other up mm. and just that we can prioritise and she's got the same vision she's mm. got the same desires to be at things that mm. I have and mm. uh, and so we can kick each other um, and even like we just we wanted to get a new house because when we got married I'd had an apartment um, and it's about half an hour drive from the fellowship um, near my family and we wanted to get a house before we settled down to kind of have children and yep. stuff and um, when we were looking one of our desires was really to be close to the fellowship and in North London we just got a hall um, and so we ended up looking together and we found a place that's like five minute drive away from the meeting yep. hall uh, and it's so good especially now we've got children as well that, that we can be so close and that there's no excuses of oh we've got a long drive home it's like we've got a five minute drive we can stay to the end that we can do both meetings we can get to every activity as we can and um, yeah it's just so good and just nice to have that environment it's that's nice brilliant. to be be a part of a wonderful fellowship yeah, yeah so, awesome yeah so tell us about your son. 
Yeah, Noah. He's a Noah. So he's yep. three months old yep, now. Just over three months old now. Um, so you've had a bit of a uh, interesting, uh, interesting time. Yeah, it was um, not as we'd expect. Yep. Uh, no, I think especially growing up in the Lord, you just think everything's good. It's all going to be okay. Everything's going to be perfect. Yeah, and like I've, I've had healings. I've, I've had little bits before, and um, I'd burnt myself once uh, through my own stupidity. Um, and I know the Lord really had his hand upon me then. And you just kind of expect your, your baby to be okay. You don't, and I think like with, with our daughter, um, who's now two, she had the cord wrapped around her neck and um, Laura in a quite a traumatic birth. She was about two days on a bed, basically, uh, hooked up to endless monitors and stuff like that. And so uh, with Noah, it was all going really well. We Lauren wanted a water birth. We got time in the water birth. Uh, we got time in there. Then natural birth and it was all really okay no doctors around just a couple of midwives and um it was all going really well and um then when like the moment happened uh when he was coming out um yeah i just i could see a little bit of worry in the midwives and i think you're kind of like comforting your wife you're kind of it's all good you're doing really well it's all going really well and uh and then you're kind of looking and you're like okay so something's not quite right here and um the more i think back on it the more I kind of put in pieces together. Um, and so they were a bit worried. So they called the pediatricians down. And so they were actually waiting outside uh, whilst he was being pushed out. Um, and so he came out and I literally, I remember looking and I'd seen Ella come out um, and literally Ella, within a few seconds or whatever, they got a towel around her, shook her and she started crying. And they got him out, he was like blue purple. He was like, I thought he was dead. Wow. I thought he was dead when he came out, and because yeah. they'd been monitoring the heart rate, he just mm. like okay, he's going to be alive, and and they got the towel around him, and nothing was happening, nothing. Was so happening. they were just flop, floppy, yeah, floppy, yeah. really floppy, and they're rubbing him with the towel, and so then the pediatricians all rush in, they take him outside, um, and so you're just left there, like okay, what's going on here, like and few minutes, couple minutes later. So what were you feeling at that point? Like what what was going through your mind? Of me, I'm just like I'm, I. I thought he was dead. Yeah. And so I was broken. I was yeah. upset. But then I'm trying to be like, oh, well done, Lauren. You've pushed him out. It's yeah. all really good. Like, well done. Because it's traumatic for her. Gosh. Um, and so you're trying to be like, oh, brilliant. It's, don't worry. It's going to be okay. And in my mind, I'm like, Lord, you've just got to do something here. You've got... And I said... Because um, midwife said, I said, look, we'll just have a little bit of prayer. So Lauren and I, we just kind of had a little bit of prayer together. Um, I said, look, he's going to be okay. Don't worry. He's going to be okay. Um and in my head, I'm just, I'm praying. I'm, praying. I'm like, God, just, you got to do something here. Please, please help. Uh, and like for me, because I've always wanted a son. And I'd probably say a lot of guys probably always want their son. And um, and like Noah is the name I've had probably since I was 18. I'm 31 now. You had, so that, pick, you had that picked out. I've had that picked for years. And, <laughs> um, and so when we had Ella, because like I hadn't got a girl name in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't have a clue. What do we call a girl? I don't know. Uh, yet Noah was always in my mind. And I always wanted my son Noah. And I just, I've always, really it's something i've really desired and um and so then yeah when he was born we knew he was going to be called noah straight away that was the name and uh and i'm like he's going to be okay and i'm like you know in my head i'm like you know god's given me the desire of my heart he's given me the son um that i've always wanted and i've really prayed for um and yeah and then on the opposite of the natural mind i'm like is is it is he being taken away from me am i going to lose this son that i've got and so literally a couple minutes later they said look he's okay he's breathing he's um we're just going to do some more checks on him um and they said look we might we have to take him upstairs uh, but we'll bring him in just so you can see him uh, and so just that relief gosh the relief when they brought him in and he was awake <laughs> and he was breathing and he was crying and you're just like oh my word 
word like just the relief the pure relief at that point i reckon abraham probably had yeah. the same relief yeah when the ram was I, in the I, thing I can, totally, I can totally feel it you can, i imagine yeah. you read those scriptures yeah. and go i yeah. get it i yeah. get exactly what totally abraham must have and, gone through and i'm like as and i'm like as much if that was his time and god's got a plan you just accept things but i was just so relieved and i just i was in floods of tears i was just overjoyed um and so then we kind of literally got to hold him for about a minute or so and then they took him upstairs um, and so then we had um, probably, they said, well, it's probably going to be a couple of hours and then we'll bring him down to you. Um, and so... And then, so what were they doing? They're running tests? They're running tests because yeah. they thought he might have swallowed something. They yep. said it was quite, like, probably quite stressed. Um, so they just wanted to check things out. And so we're just like, okay, you do what you do. <laughs> I don't have a clue about that kind of stuff, but I accept that there's stuff you need to do. Just do what you've got to do for him. Um, and because with our daughter Ella, we had to stay in for a couple of days afterwards and uh, just to monitor things and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, so we're kind of, I'm, I don't mind staying in the hospital for a couple of days. That's not a problem. You guys could do your experts. I'm happy to be here. This is a wonderful place. Uh, and so, yeah, so um, we eventually got him down. We ended up going upstairs to a different ward. Um, he was on antibiotics. They so take him upstairs, have antibiotics, come back down. A couple of days, we're like, brilliant. We'll be out, be out of hospital. It's going to be all, all perfect. And then enjoy two weeks of paternity leave at home uh, enjoying meeting my son you're listening to revival on the air today if you want to hear about how god can change your life how he can heal you how he can set you free then visit www.therevivalfellowship.com for more information so that was the sunday night uh, that he was born uh, we got out on the Tuesday night um, or family come over and see him and all that kind of stuff and then uh, yeah then it changed on Friday morning um, about four o'clock in the morning Lauren woke me up and was like Dan he's doing something really weird and I'm like what do you mean he's doing something really weird and then like, he's just it's, his arms baby, right? yeah is... I'm like it was a baby um, his arms twitching and I'm like okay so literally like so I'm half asleep and I'm kind of half looking um, oh yeah his, his arm's twitching he's just kind of like twitching his arm a bit and I'm like it just could be wind it could, you just gave him a bottle it could be wind and babies do weird things and you don't really expect anything and so so we're like hey look, it's alright and then half eight in the morning um, Lauren, I think Lauren's having a shower or something like that and I've got him in my arms and he started doing it again and so I, I timed it it was about two and a half minutes his arm was just twitching just like a light kind of just rocking movement of his arm um, and I'm like in my head then I'm like Google okay Google's my friend I'll go and Google what arm, baby arm twitching and so you start seeing maybe muscular development yeah. all this kind of stuff you're like ah oh, it's going to be alright it's going to be okay um, I'm like okay yep it's all going to be okay uh, and then at half ten uh, Lauren was feeding him and his face was twitching so like the left side of his face and his left arm was twitching uh, and at this point we're like something's not right here yeah. something's not right here and um so yeah we just so I said look just phone a midwife uh, so I'm just in my head I'm kind of just kind of just see how this goes phone a midwife and see midwife then says um, just take him to like A&E just so we're 100% sure what's going on. Which is the emergency first Australian yeah. emergency department yeah, sorry, of the hospital. Yeah, sorry, yep. um, speaking English language. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so we took him in and like while we're driving, I'm just, we said, well, okay, let's just have a bit of prayer. Uh, and we live like probably about five minutes away from the hospital. So we just had a bit of prayer in the car. Uh, and we're like, look, Lord's got this. 
it's going to be okay. And so we just packed like that. We're just popping there and back. So this was how it was going to go. We just pop in. They're going to say, yeah, he's all right. Send him home. Um, so we get to get there and kind of go through all the paperwork. And uh, they then ex- did like a pre-examination of him. Uh, and we're like, he'd not done one since after that. And so we're like, oh, okay, I don't want it to like seem like we're just making it up. Uh, and he started doing one um, as the, the like kind of doctor was just doing an assessment on him. Uh, and so I'm like, oh, I'm a bit relieved that he's done it so they can see. Uh, so they're like, okay, we're just going to take a blood sample. Uh, we're going to put him just on a monitor and stuff like that. Um, and so we're like, okay, kind of just calm down. It's going to be okay. And they're talking about maybe uh, iron deficiency or some form of vitamin de- deficiency. And so we're like, oh, that'd be simple. Simple. They just give him whatever he needs and then we're going to go home. Uh, and then whilst he was on the kind of table there monitoring, he did a really big one and says, oh, I'm just like doing full like bicep curls you could call it yeah, right. um just full on, and it was just like whoa this is bigger than anything that he's done before and so we're getting a little bit worried here um so did that and uh the monitors were kind of going off and um and then it calmed down and, and then very shortly after that they were getting a little bit more um frequent uh, and closer to, uh, closer together and for longer as well um and they did it again and like this doctor walked past and she's like this isn't right and they kind of grabbed him put him on one of the little emergency beds and there's about seven or eight doctors and nurses and that kind of stuff uh, and whilst he was in for the antibiotics they were struggling to put like cannulas in his arms and so they were really struggling so they were like trying to put cannulas in his feet in his arms and stuff like that and literally we just felt so helpless um, and you're literally just sitting back and you're going and whilst this was happening he did about half an hour one his leg was twitching his arm was twitching his face was twitching uh, for over half an hour it must and, have been massively distressing oh it was and we were we both just sitting back going whoa what on earth is this and I literally in my head I'm like god you've just got to you've just got to do something here mm. like and so we're just like and because Lauren she like she's very distressed about it. So even, even talking about it she gets really upset yeah. now um, and so yeah just sat there watching uh they ended up giving him a sedative um to calm him down um and so yeah then it kind of all settled down a bit and um it's just a whirlwind as well we just literally in this hospital you think you're coming in for five minutes and you're there and then they're talking about mris they're talking about x-rays and all this kind of stuff and um you just like don't know what's going on and um and yeah so we literally um yeah we we're in this hospital and um they did an x-ray on him while we're down in the A&E department and then they moved us upstairs to this child's ward uh while we we're there we met this pediatrician um and even then like I, I like I said I always said to Lauren when we were in the hospital with Ella uh, and she had to have an epidural um and you know just when you want someone who's just calm and the, a certain voice like if in a film God had a voice this is the type of person <laughs> and um and whilst that is she had that for her epidural and we met this doctor who's from South Africa and his voice literally I'm just like it was like God from a film because <laughs> I just it just made me feel at ease it's just a little a simple thing something that's just kind of irrelevant in a lot of ways but it just gave me a bit of peace yeah it's relevant to me and it just gave me a bit of peace when he started talking I'm like okay Um, so they they kind of gave him um, an ultrasound on his brain Uh, they said there's possibly some cysts there so we're thinking okay cysts is that good is that bad we don't know Um, and still don't have a clue really what's going on Um, but they said look we need to do an MRI to get a full uh, kind of uh, a full 
um, picture of everything that's gone on. Um, and so we'd established at this point it was seizures that he was having, um, which you just think, oh, and in my head, I'm just like, I just, my baby's, he's my baby, and you just don't want anything to happen, and you're just so helpless. And um, Laura and I literally just, we just kind of sitting there, okay, it's going to be okay. And just had a little bit of prayer. Um, and at this point, I'd phone my mum and I said, look, we're in hospital and stuff like this has happened. Just pray for us. Um, and I may have, I think even, I can't remember when, but I know I sent a message to my mother-in-law and my mum, just pray, just simple message, just pray. Um, and I knew that they'd be praying. And um, yeah, so we then went for an MRI, uh, which was fairly traumatic in itself. It's not a nice thing to sit there going no, for an MRI. Not. I've never had one, luckily, but sitting there watching your, yep. your like four or five day old baby uh, have an MRI was pretty challenging. Yep. And um, yeah, so that in itself, we then took, went upstairs and it's kind of them waiting for the results of that. And the doctor pulled us aside and um, said that he'd had a stroke. Um, there was the right side of his brain. Um, they're not 100% sure what's been affected. Um, and literally, it's just like natural sense your world just comes crumbling down. I'm thinking, this is awful. What's going to happen? Is he going to be like, have any, is, it, is he going to be okay? Is, is he going to be crippled by this? Is he going to be, um, is there going to be anything kind of left? You don't know the severity of things. And so saying like it's been a fairly major one. Um, from his opinion, looking at it, it's going to affect the, the behavioural side of his brain. And I said, what about the motor functions? He said, it's hard to tell at the minute, but it said it's looking more behavioural. And so you just, in your head, just everything's exploding, everything's going off and um, just, yeah, like I, I th- I'm a very emotional person as well. And so I was just pretty distraught then. I think and, everybody would yeah. be distraught at that, at that particular point. Hey? Yeah. And so then we, yeah, so we kind of then go and sit down and you're left with this news of like your baby's had a stroke and mm. all the questions are going through your head. Is it going to happen again? Mm. Um, is this going to be forever now? You're just going to keep on having strokes. They're going to get worse. What caused it? it? And this is it. Yeah. We were like, well, what, 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 why? And, um, and so then, um, yeah, and so you're just left with this of going, well, what, is he going to carry on having these seizures forever? Is this going to be something that we're going to have to deal with for the rest of our lives? And, um yeah just so much going through my head and but i just knew it then at that point though i just saw i phoned my mum told her um spoke to pastor martin as well um sent a message to a few people um and and we were i remember yeah uh, we my wife and i emily were at kevin and tina's yes and tina we were just sitting around after dinner yeah and tina said oh just got this message this yeah. couple in the uk have just yeah. had a baby and yeah it's a week old and he's just had a stroke and it was yeah. like right yeah poof, straight down on our knees and, and even then that just like there's so many people yeah uh, and we knew um because i messaged we got like a north london kind of guys chat and then there's one for the girls and just posted that and then we knew that everything would spread out um and yeah there are people with and like even then, like for me my phone's going off and people are sending scriptures and some people send really good scriptures and it's just so nice the love of the fellowship mm. and your brothers and sisters mm. and um there are so many it took me days to kind of go through them yeah. and start reading them and thanking yeah. everyone and um but just knowing that there's a love mm. and that we're brothers and sisters mm. and um knowing that people will pray for for us and our child and 
um, the love that they you know, t- people take out time from their lives to pray for us and our baby. And because um, that's it, when you hear a prayer request, and um, I know for me, I've probably never felt like I've been in that position, but you know when someone's in need and um, that you'd pray for them and you want the best. And even in North London, we, we hear requests from, from Australia and stuff like that. And we always put people to prayer and stuff like that. And just knowing that we're part of this and knowing that people have done it for us, you just it just made me feel this peace uh that the comfort that i had just made it so good and i was i was up and down i was i was one minute it's worse as me um it's the worst thing in the world and the next minute i'm like no it's all good god's good under control and yeah. um some of the fellowship came to see us and visit us and um and lauren lauren got to because there's a saturday activity as well um uh, for one of our sisters at like a birthday party for her and lauren got there um to be there for her and um and wanted to kind of be be with the fellowship and I was a little bit because I, I wanted to stay I wanted one of us and so I felt like I was too emotional probably to get there and but then some of the saints dropped Lauren back and um came and saw us and I had a chat with one of the guys Martin and uh, it was just nice having that and these people and um and yeah just so then it's going back to Noah back to all of this well we've got to work out why he's had these strokes and so they're asking all these questions have you had this before in your family is this common in your family is that common we're like well no nothing I said heart problems my family's had um, heart attacks but um, no strokes I've known of in my family or Lauren's as well and uh, so they did blood test after blood test um, they did a um, uh, the spinal thing they took the fluid out of his spine I forget what it's called um, but they did that for him as well which then is fairly distressing all this kind of stuff and um, so it's and even then by this so I think we got to hospital about half 11 and by six o'clock in the night everything had been done uh, and so it's waiting and they're putting giving him antibiotics to see if it is something and um and so yeah just in hospital and so i thought this hospital trip that we'd been in two days ago that was it and then we ended up staying in hospital for another four or five days i think it was um and yeah everything's just kind of going together and um yeah just praying and reading and um just trying to be strong for each other as well but just knowing that we had the the fellowship just it really gave me that peace and um just really i just i I did feel like god had me in his hands i felt like um it was all going to be okay and um that's hard and that's actually hard for people to understand unless mm, you've been yeah through that and experienced that because it is truly amazing yeah yeah when that happens and and literally, because then it goes back to like, on a, God's provided me this son. God's given me the desires of my heart. Um, and I'm like, why is he going to take him away? And I'm like, God loves me. And I'm like, if he does take him away, fair enough. Uh, and I'm like, I know I've been blessed in my life. And you, you're going for everything. Is it going to, is it going to be again? Is it going to happen? Is it going to get worse? And everything's going through your mind. And, but I did have this peace. I knew that he was going to be okay. And, um, but in little things like, um, he was born, so he was 10 days late, um, and so just over a week late, and it was on the verge of they're talking about caesareans, all this kind of stuff, and so um, just knowing that he'd been late made him bigger. So if he would have been on time, would he have been as strong to have this happen to him? Mm. Uh, and that he came out really big as well. He was like nine pounds uh, fourteen. Uh, I don't know if that's how you weigh your children here, but no, no, yeah, that's, how, so that's, my, that's good. My level is nine pound thirteen. So yeah, yeah they're and big so babies. This is it, and he was a pure length as well. It wasn't like he was chubby. He was just really long, um, and just like that, he's strong. 
Uh, and because like he was bigger than our daughter was by quite a lot and she was seven days late and just I feel like little things like that that as much as we were frustrated in the fact that our child was overdue um, just God's looking after the things and like well no he, he may not have been ready to have dealt with what was happening and if he was going to have this stroke either way and if he would have been earlier he, would he have done as well would he have been as strong would he have come out of it as well as he has and little things like that to me um i'm like god's got it and god's got it underhand and um little bits like um when he was in the boat he just he'd follow you around he'd be watching you around and i, I was just like little things like that that he, when he first started to look around and i'm like he's he's looking at us he's looking at us and it's the the like little bits that you think no god's got this under control no matter what's happened to him god's got it under control and um there's a blessing as well because like lauren um she worked in a school uh, and one of the girls that she worked in a school with um her friend actually uh, volunteered on this ward that we were on and um and so they come in just to help out like because the parents and stuff yeah. like that to have given a bit of a break and stuff like that and so this girl started talking to us um and she then ended up talking to this mutual friend of theirs uh, that lauren went to school with uh, not school work with um sorry and um yeah she um she was talking about this couple that had just had their baby just had a stroke and she said they were so calm they were so positive about it and she's like just and she's like it's amazing seeing them how happy they were and just that they they were positive about what had happened and it was a bad thing and this girl's like i actually know that couple. Oh, she, she was talking about you yeah you she was right. talking about us yeah <laughs> she was talking about us and she and so that was like as well for Lauren to kind of share a bit of a testimony yeah. uh, with her friend yeah. and uh, for her friend to go well, I know that couple yeah. and like uh, I've met them before and yeah. um, she's got kids as well and it's just like and because there's a bit of a circle so there's another couple in the fellowship as well um, who worked at the school Mel, uh, Mel worked with Lauren um, and so there's a few mums that all had children quite together. So there's this little group of them. Uh, and just so then that this testimony could be there for them as well. Mm. Um, and it was nice that other people kind of link in and it just makes it a bit more of a testimony. Um, and I just got to that point as well of, you know, this is a, an opportunity f- to show the Lord's work and to show that God can heal and that I can then share this to other people. Uh, and it took a few days to get to that point of after the woe is me and the ups and downs. It does. And, um, but I got to that point of I went, well, this is a chance for God um, to do something, to perform a miracle, um, to then have someone uh, like for myself when I was growing up, that I saw Russell, um, that I had a, a physical proof of God and his healing power that I could then say, look, this is my son. He had a stroke and look at him. Uh, And so um, it got, I got to that point and I even had, I passed the Paul phone me up and um, just shared um, Bo's testimony. um, And, just knowing he's been like the pastor in Australia in in the church so far away um, would phone me up and talk to me about it and and share something share another testimony and I had loads of messages and uh, and, and Andrew sent me the same mess uh, the same he, um, testimony as well and you just you've got this family and uh, they, they really just get and give you that support and um, and so yeah just 
my mind changed and I'm like, no, this is an opportunity for the Lord. And um, and so then we got home and I said, I'm telling people at work. And stuff. So they've done all the tests. They've sent, yeah. you, sent you home because... Yeah. That he was doing well. Yeah. Okay. He, and the, the seizures had and stopped. The seizures had stopped, and they yep. so they kind of said, "Look, just monitor the seizures, um, see how the seizures go." Um, and it went well. And every test, every blood test they did, every every single test that they'd done had come back clear. Um, and so there was no infection. There was no this. There was no that. Uh, and so they've said, "Look, everything's come back clear. So we're going to stop the antibiotics." Uh, and then it's down to you, really. Um, we're going to let you go home. Um, if he has another seizure, monitor it, write it down on this day, he did this, how many times it happened, all this kind of stuff. Um, and for me, I'm just like, I'm praying, I don't want any more. I don't want him to have another stroke and I don't want him to have another seizure. And that was my prayer. And I prayed and I said, look, God, I, this is, I, I just, I can't deal with this. And I know Lauren couldn't. And he's not had one seizure since. Um, and it's so three, he's it was three months ago. Yeah, wow, it's three months ago it's happened, and he's mm. not had one seizure. Um, and even then, with the doctor, we said first one was look, look, can we can we fly? We've got this trip planned with our family to yeah. go to Australia. And he said, yep, it's going to be okay. And he said, look, if he has more seizures, now I can prescribe this drug. And we're like, we don't want to get down that road. Yeah, we don't want to go down that road. And so we said to him, we're we're sure he's going to be okay. Um, and he said, oh, look, we had an appointment with him the Monday before we flew out on the Friday, and we'd had a couple of appointments with him. Um, and so we just kind of got on uh, and we saw him and he had to have this um, physio uh, assessment before we left because um, they said he, if it's affected the motor functions, um, just to check to make sure his physical movements and this physio checked him out and she's like, oh, he's really good. His movement's good and all this kind of stuff. We're like, brilliant. Praise the Lord. That's sorted. Um, and so she said no complications. Yeah, no yep. complicated. Yep. And then even a couple of days after we got back out, um, Lauren got a phone call to say, um, yeah, we're not, because they'd have to have another assessment like a few weeks afterwards. And they, they said that he's so good that we're not going to have any more assessments. Uh, and so we're like, praise the Lord, that's another miracle. Mm. That's something that we wanted. And so um, we then go, we just see him grow. He, he feeds well. He's just, and and he's a happy baby. At three months old, he smiles like there's no tomorrow. He's just so happy. Such a cute kid. He is a very <laughs> cute kid. And, uh, and he's massive. He's as big as our daughter was when she was six months yeah. old. And he's three months yeah. old. Um, and even then, like just like um, I would have actually picked him for older than yeah, three months. Like when yeah. you when I saw him for the first time, I was like, what? Yeah. Three months. And even like really? when we were in hospital, we didn't have clothes big enough for yeah. him. Yeah. And even like he was never in newborn clothes. Yeah. He was in naught to three yeah. straight away. Uh, and but it just seems to be more alert than the and average three months old. And he's and... just so happy, and he's he's strong, and um, and so yeah, we then went back to our appointment um, after that and just, just we'd keep praying and everyone was praying and it was like, it's God's got this under control. Went back to this appointment and um, literally the first, so we... So this is the one before you came out? There's yeah. two, this is one just before then. Yeah. Uh, and um, so this MRI results, this um, was sent off to this specialist uh, who dealt in ch- uh, basically children's MRI scans and so she'd write a report about it. And so we, he said, the doctor said he'd phone us when he got the results um, and we never heard anything. And so I thought, okay, we'll just wait till we have our appointment. And um, there was one other blood test he had to have done to check if his blood clotted more than it should. That was kind of the, their last thing. They're like, that's probably why he had the, the stroke. Um, and so the results came in for that. They were clear. His blood's perfectly okay. Um, and so I, was, uh, I said, look, the doctor's not given us a report back. And they said, oh, it might be because it's difficult news or something like that they might have to he might say in person so i'm like oh great this is really good like do it face to face yeah. rather and so i'm like okay, i'm a bit worried <laughs> about this and so then the doctor um he, he starts talking about the mri and he goes so how's noah's physio going and we're like what physio what 
physio. And he's like, because the strokes affected his motor functions and his behavioural side. And we're like, that's not what you told us. They said it might, you said it might have. And he's like, no, he should be, he should be having physio assessments. It's affected his motor functions and his behavioural side. And he was like so stern. Uh, and he's like, I'm, I'm really annoyed. He should have been having physio. And I'm like, well, and he said like, okay, because uh, you've been to the one physio appointment. The physio they, they came and saw us when in hospital. We'd never yeah. had any physio yeah. appointments. By this inspection, they kind yeah. of gave him assessment, and um, so we're like, oh, okay, like a bit confused, and we're like, well, really, yeah, you're, yes, everything's conflicting, uh, and so we let him. Uh, as he said, look, before you go the week before the, the Monday appointment, last point, I'll give him a full physical examination because um, he said I don't trust that one he said i'm not sure that's it's not right he should have had a physio and so we're like oh, great uh, but we get this report though and everything's kind of clear 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 yes good 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 and so we're like well, that's all really positive and so we're really happy with that and uh, he carried on growing every time he's in like the so we i don't know if you work in percentiles so he's in like the top percentiles of length of height and all this kind of stuff and um even when Ella was growing she was always them on the low ones and they were a bit worried about her weight and he's just been really good uh, and like size of the brain like size of head and the body everything's all been good um so it's like the little things that God's done, the little bits that you're like, yep, yeah, you're still there. You've still got your hand on him. Uh, and so we get to this appointment um, and I was outside because he has to get weighed first. Lauren took him in to get weighed on with the pram and everything outside. And they're like, oh, the doctor's already kind of um, in there. The, like the nurse came and got me. Uh, so I went in there and the doctor's literally just got him on his lap playing with him and smiling with him and stuff like that. Um, and so he just starts talking. Goes, oh, it's really good. Like he seems like he's doing really well and stuff like that. Everything's good. And and he's like excellent kind of we're just talking about the holiday and we're like oh you're not going to do this assessment this physical assessment of him and he went oh yeah i forgot and so he literally puts him on the bed and goes oh he's brilliant <laughs> and you're literally like we're like thinking this is the one they were so worried about this you is had it. To do it and we're like we've literally gone you were so like and we're panicking about it we're like oh gosh is it something and he literally sits going it's coordination spot on and he said his left side's really good it's the same as his right everything's equal and the left side was the one and that so had yeah, the, it, so yeah. The, the the stroke was on the right side of his brain yeah. so it affects the left, left side of your yeah. body so it was all his left side um and yeah so he's like oh it's brilliant and literally we're just saying like are you kidding <laughs> but we're like yes Praise the Lord. And so we talked to him as well. We'd said we'd prayed. Um, he didn't really say much more than that, but uh, we knew. Yeah. We knew that God's got us under control. And, brilliant. Um, and so, yeah, literally that, like, and literally he's just like playing with him. And he's, and even then he said, like, because we were talking about the holiday stuff, he said, you know what? He said, I wouldn't worry about Noah when you're, you're going on your holiday. He said, I'd worry more about your daughter because she's so full of life and running around. He said, I'd be more worried about her traveling than him. He's going to be a dream. And so he has coming over here. He's just been so good. He like feeds and sleeps, feeds and sleeps. And he's just such a happy baby. And just, you just, every time we look at him and just go, the Lord is good. The oh, Lord is good, an and, blessing. Uh, and He just has done more abundantly than we could have imagined. And no one wishes of all these kind of things, and no one wants this for their children. Uh, and I'm just so happy uh, that I've got God. And Lauren and I were talking while we were in hospital, like, how can people do this without God? Mm. How can people get through mm. this kind of stuff? And we were in a, a little kind of a little ward, mm. and so there were six babies in our little thing, uh, in our little bit. And he was in for the worst of all the six reasons. And the doctor even said, uh, this paediatrician, he said, he said, Noah's in here for the worst of all the, the six things. Really? But he said he's the best patient. And wow. 
and he said even like you guys he said you're just doing so well with this all and all of the the, the midwives all of the nurses and that kind of stuff are just so happy and even then i managed to to bump into one of the the nurses from a and e uh, when i was in there getting a blood test done and she just couldn't believe how well he was doing after everything like that and he said look straight away she said has he had any more seizures and we're like no not had any more seizures since what did she think um, about it? and she's like oh, so good like yeah. so good and she, they're just so amazed at how well he's growing and how well he's doing and and we just know it's god we just know absolutely that god has got his hand on yeah. him and um and like we're just sure it's going to be a complete miracle and um they they said like oh, the brain's the brain's very plasticky uh, it can use other areas and so the kind of doctors have got now the point of they say every six months we're going to have to go yeah. back and they're going to monitor and check him yeah. uh, and they say if he does need anything like so any speech therapy yeah. or anything like that that they're going to say well we can give it to you uh, and I'm just now using this as an opportunity for them to see the the miracle absolutely uh, and so that every time we go back that how well he's doing and we're sure that he's not going to need anything and mm. like Lauren she's a left handed person as well and so she's determined to make him left-handed <laughs> because of this and uh and so i'm like okay yep yeah, i'll go whatever. for this if that's what it is and i just wanted to be a, a miracle and like i've uh, there's a guy I, I met at work who is works for our it department uh department and uh he had a stroke he's he when he's 30 and so he's 40 i think 45 or something yeah. now and he said i've got 95 percent of my movement and yeah. everything back now yeah and he had it at 30 and i'm just like it's not going to affect Noah. Noah's, Noah's going to have nothing. There's going to be no percentage of anything. He's just going to be completely healed. And I know God's got that under control. There's another lady here in the Adelaide Assembly who had a stroke as well. I think she was older in life as well. Mm. Completely healed. Yeah. So, brilliant. Yeah, and that's it. And you hear so many testimonies yeah. and you, you hear so many miracles of what the Lord's done. Mm. And you're just like, why would he not give it to us? Why exactly. would he not give it to Noah? Yeah. And he does love us. And um, and I, even then, like, I, I'd hurt myself. I'd burnt my arm quite badly. I had third-degree burns on my arm. Uh, and I'd literally go for my testimony on the Wednesday and said, I always wanted a healing miracle. And I hadn't had one. I haven't had a big one. <laughs> and the next day, the next day, the Thursday, I burnt my arm. And I'm like, the Lord does, does grant us the desires of our hearts. And so I had this burn. And praise the Lord, that's all been like, they said I'd scar yeah. and I've got no scarring yeah. at all or anything like that. Yeah. And, um, and so I know now that like everything that happens, it's just how you think of them. And I, I love the fact that you got to that point where yeah. you know you got past all of the yeah. worry and the emotion, etc., yeah. and realised that this is an opportunity yeah. for the Lord to do something great yeah. for you to yeah. speak of. Um, that scripture in Acts four, I think it is, verse twenty, it says, "For we cannot but speak the things we have seen yeah. and heard." Yeah, and you've got a great story that's now it. that and, you've seen and heard. And that's it. And it's just it's he's such a good God. Yeah. And I'm like, for years I kind of struggled with things and stuff like that. But I'm like, every time something happens, he's there. And his hand is upon us, and um, it's just yeah, so good. Brilliant. And yeah, cool. I'm so so lucky that we've got a God. And it's fantastic. Yeah, you've got a favourite scripture. Yeah. For me. So um, yeah, John 14, and this was this was actually my favourite scripture before all of this, yeah. which is really good. Um, so yeah, John 14. You said the whole chapter. Yeah, the favorite, whole. Right? So yeah, I'm, I've kind of picked through it, but um, for me, the start of it like verse one let not your heart be troubled you believe in god believe also in me and you just think what a way to start a chapter mm. um and so i'm like even just those first few words of let not your heart be troubled mm. gosh how can how can you then worry about things i don't want to read the whole thing because i'd be greedy but um um verse 14 if you shall ask anything in my name i would do it if you love me keep my commandments and i will pray the father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever mm. Uh, and that's just wonderful and verse 18 I will not leave you comfortless I will come to you um, 
and just there's such good words and I've always loved that and from yeah. back when my parents separated yeah. um, this was so good for me yeah. and then no matter what happened in life just you know we've got this spirit inside of us mm. we've got the Lord inside us uh, and through his sacrifice and even then you think about the natural problems I've burned my arm all yeah. this kind of stuff gosh there's nothing trials that come they're opportunities um, and uh, gosh it's taken me 30 odd years to, to work that out um, but it's but here you are here you are and yeah. here's an amazing testimony for your son so, gosh and so these words for me uh, they're just so so real yeah brilliant uh, and I have been comforted by the Lord for all of this cool very awesome praise the Lord yeah. thanks for sharing your story pleasure yeah really appreciate it Well, I'm sure you're glad as I am that you stayed to the end of that one because that was a cracker story. If you want to share this with others or you want to make sure that you don't miss any of our future or past episodes, then subscribe to Revival on the Air today using your favourite podcast app. If you don't have one, you can download an app for either iOS or Android at podbean.com. If you want to know how God can change your life, just like he changed Dan's, or how he can heal your body, just like he healed Dan and Lauren's son Noah, then visit www.therevivalfellowship.com. Until next time, God bless.